breaking news. Over the last couple of years, the bougie has gone from being an adjunct to often being the device reached for first for intubation. And many airway experts have touted the utility of the bougie and its usefulness for increasing first pass success. But the data on the use of bougie is relatively small. There's not a ton of data saying that it is the way to go. And when new data comes out, it's important for us to review it. On December 8th, the bougie study dropped looking at first pass success rate with bougie versus the endotracheal stylet. And we've got George Kovach, one of the absolute experts in emergency airway management on to talk about his interpretation of this study and if it changes what he's going to do the next time he needs to intubate a patient. So the bougie trial was just released December 8th, uh, 2021 in, in JAMA by uh, Brian Driver, uh, Matt Semler, and a uh, bunch of amazing authors. And this was a, a randomized trial, pragmatic trial, in multiple centers, so in seven EDs and eight ICUs. And they were comparing use of a bougie as a first-pass success adjunct with uh, using a styleted endotracheal tube. And the surprise result um, was that there was no difference looking at the, the outcome of first-pass success. And their other outcome was looking at uh, critical hypoxemia defined as SATs less than 80%. So no difference. And again, the initial discussion was, is, does this mean this is the end of the, uh, the bougie as an adjunct? And the simple answer is, is no, for, for all kinds of reasons. Now, this was a, a follow-up study. It was a follow-up study to the uh, single-centered BEAM trial done by uh, Brian Driver and, and the group out of Hennepin published in 2018. And uh, there was a lot of discussion after this trial because they recorded the, the highest first-pass success rate ever recorded in a study. And this is objectively observed data. So high first-pass success rate when the bougie was used routinely at 98% compared to when they used a, a satellite endotracheal tube at a first-pass success rate of 87%. So a lot of discussion saying, okay, everybody should be using the bougie routinely. And is the bougie some sort of heat-seeking missile which will find uh, the trachea whenever you put it in the mouth? And obviously, that's not the case. That's not what the, the authors uh, thought and have, have talked about. But what the strong message from the BEAM trial, the 2018 study, was that this is part of a bundle, that this is part of a package. The high first-pass success rate was because this is a group that, that routinely had used the bougie, and they were also doing this in the context of, of their package, which is doing CMAC video laryngoscopy and, and using a, an RSI for patients requiring intubation. And in that context, you can have high first-pass success rates. So to me, that was the big message, is this is what we can be, and this is what we should aspire to. So the follow-up that was is uh, the Bougie trial conducted in, in, as I said, in the seven EDs and eight ICUs and randomized to Bougie or styleted and tracheal tube, and they found no difference. So how do we reconcile this? Well, there are all kinds of, of reasons. I think probably the most important one relates to sort of baseline experience. As I said, the Hennepin group were very used to and comfortable and had used the Bougie, whereas uh, for the study and the centers involved, they were given you know, educational context for, for using the bougie, but the median use of bougie in providers was 10 for this study. So in general, you would say that this is a, a relatively inexperienced cohort 
for using a bougie as an adjunct. So if you employ a bougie and you don't have a whole lot of experience and you're already used to using a stylet and endotracheal tube, then it probably doesn't add value. So first pass success rates in the low 80s for both of the groups, uh, bougie or the styleted and tracheal use group. So what else can we take from this? Again, other factors that I think are, are, are messages and signals here is that for the bougie trial that was just released, the median time for first pass uh, success or, or placement of a, of a tube after induction was almost two minutes. 120 seconds. Compared to in the beam trial, it was roughly 30 seconds. Again, an example of an experienced uh, group versus a broader uh, a broader cohort and uh, applying this uh, in that context. The other thing is a higher rate of grade four views in the bougie trial. A grade four view should be extraordinarily rare. So grade four is you, you can't see crap. You just go in and you don't see anything. And a de novo grade four view should be really, really uncommon, as uncommon as a cricothyrotomy. And in this study, relatively high incidence of grade four views. What does high mean? You know, 2%. doesn't sound high, but in the broad scheme of things, it is. The real value, the real value of using the bougie historically was for a grade three view when you have an epiglottis only view. Right? And, and what we used to do in that situation is we used to, before using bougies, we used to hook the styleted endotracheal tube underneath that bougie and hoping it's, it's in the glottic inlet and we'd seldinger over the, uh, the tube and, and pray that we're in the right place. As opposed to what we knew and the evidence supported was when you use that 30 degree coup de tip of a bougie in that situation that it will provide value. It's better than using a, a styleted endotracheal tube. And if you look at this study, the bougie trial, there was relatively small numbers. So 5% roughly were grade three views. So that's where the bougie is going to come into value. So if we take the message saying, oh, don't use the bougie, then we're going backwards. We're going backwards to blindly place in a tube, a styleted tube underneath an epiglottis. And we shouldn't do that. We should use the tactile feedback of, of clicks and, and hold up in that context for the appropriate uh, scenario. Now, the big group that it had value in the BEAM trial originally was for grade two views. And let me remind you what a grade two view was. A grade two view is a partial view of the cords. When you have a grade two view, what was happening is that when you approach the glottic inlet, when you approach the cords with your tube, it obscures your view. And it's better to put in the bougie because you can see it, you watch it go in. So that was the real value in, in the beam trial. It wasn't that they had a whole bunch of grade three views. It's going to probably add no value in a grade one view, but where you see, you know, everything, the real value was in the grade two views in that partial view scenario. So again, the, the, the messaging here for me is, is that understand the context, understand the anatomy if you uh, don't know how to use a bougie or aren't comfortable with that, the only real way to get comfortable with it is to use it routinely. And that's how Hennepin became good at it. And that's what we should aspire to, is to have the high first pass success rates that they had in the original BEAM trial. So what am I going to do? I'm going to continue using the bougie for Macintosh laryngoscopy. So the last point was, is that this was a Macintosh laryngoscopy trial and was primarily using video laryngoscopy in the CMAC. 
but uh, in 75% of cases, but 25% were using direct laryngoscopy. And of the video laryngoscopes, the predominant uh, video laryngoscope was a CMAC, but they were also using a McGrath MAC and the GlideScope MAC blades. And there are some subtle differences between one and the other. A message I do not want people leaving with is that this is completely different. Using a bougie is really about using it with Macintosh laryngoscopy. Using it with a hyperangulated video laryngoscope is a totally different game. And I do believe there is some value, but if you take a bougie out of the package, which is straight other than its coup d'etat, and try to use it with a hyperangulated video laryngoscope, you will lose, and so will your patient. So tomorrow, what am I going to do if I have a Macintosh uh, laryngoscope, whatever type? I'm going to continue to use uh, the bougie because I'm experienced with its uh, use and I think it's going to add value. Get experience with it. Congratulations on this study. Tremendous work. Tremendous work. All right. Well, there you have it. George Kovach's thoughts on the bougie trial. I think the bottom line is that we can't put too much value in a device. It's really about the user who is employing that device. The bougie seems to give us a better first pass success rate when it's in the hands of a skilled operator. The bougie is an effective way to improve your first pass success rate if you are skilled with the device. So if you want to use the bougie, skill up. 